The following podcast is brought to you by the Ebb Tide Treatment Center. Many people wrestle with addiction. You don't have to. Reach out to the Ebb Tide Treatment Center, where they wish to empower each individual encountered with the support, hope, and tools required for long-term sobriety. Priding themselves on providing the best possible treatment experience for you and your loved ones based on unique needs. They're committed to breaking the stigma that plagues those suffering with addiction and their families by educating and bringing awareness to the community. The Ebb Tide Treatment Center provides individual and group therapy, multiple recovery pathways for support, evidence-based clinical support, integrated aftercare social reintegration, personalized treatment planning, program addressing whole life health and Vivitrol program all available. If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, reach out to them at ebbtidetc.com or call 844 430 Four three five seven. Everybody and welcome once again to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. Before we get this week's edition started, want to give a shout out to our sponsors. Thanks to Angelo's Pizza, serving us up wonderful, delicious dishes today, as they do to you at every one of our live events at Mount Carmel. If you want to try Angelo's Pizza and you can't make it to one of our events, or you want to try something other than pizza, head to Angelo's on Madison Avenue in Lakewood, Ohio. Of course, thanks to Smart Mark Video, who takes care of all of our live recording needs at Mount Carmel and every single one of our live events. They've got that available for you on MP4 or DVD. Check it out on smartmarkvideo.com. And as always, if you've got some sort of graphic or marketing, any kind of design needs, Head to jackprince.com. They do everything for us, whether it's a banner, it's a logo, it's business cards. If you're a small business owner, they can do all of that for you and more. Check it out at jackprince.com. J-A-K-Prince.com. Oh, yeah. And that wonderful voice that you just heard is our special guest on this week's episode of AIW's The Card Is Going to Change. None other than Marty DeRosa, one half of Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Yes, it's good to be here. Uh, one whole of uh, wrestling with depression as one well. One whole of wrestling with depression. Uh, yeah. A uh, very polarizing figure in the professional wrestling world. Why polarizing? That means oh. some people don't like me? Well, I think it's I because... Know, I, just, I just yeah, always hear that. Was, I think he was going off the, the, yeah. the depression John thing. John said that it's earlier. Polarizing. polarizing bipolar, like, more oh, like no. bipolarizing. Bipolarizing? Ooh. Yeah, bipolarizing. No, I just, you just always hear like commentators say that. Yeah. Mm, He's a very okay. polarizing figure. I like it. Well, other than... I learned you, all this stuff as a kid from wrestling commentators. You're like a menacing-looking guy, kind of. I feel ah, menacing. He's a nice-looking guy. So you've I, never had butt of the Samoan. What's that? You've never had butt of the Samoan. I would never had butt of Samoan. Come to AIW, we'll make it happen. We were big, we're big on uh, you got to wake up uh, very early to trick that guy. That was a big one. I don't care how big or bad you are. If you take a thumb to the eye, <laughs> that'll, that'll take him down. Big shout-out to Steve Guy for how drunk he was in the opening. Yep, yeah. that's it. Well, other than Marty DeRosa, the voices that you've heard are Alex Worldwide Keller, 
who sat through a Cleveland Indians 13-inning playoff game just for this to happen on top of a comedy show. Yeah. And, of course, AIW owner John Thorne. And uh, as Thorne has pointed out, my name is Steve Guy. I'm your host and moderator of sorts. This reminded me of watching uh, WCW Saturday Night where oh, there would be a Braves more. game. And I would be like, and this fucking game. I want to watch WCW Saturday <laughs> yeah. night. That was that pretty much my life. Because it would be 5.05 in Indiana, and it would, so instead of 6.05, it would be 5.05 in Indiana, and I would be like, it would be like 4.50, and it would be like, oh, shit's in like the sixth inning, and I'm like, end this fucking game. Thank, see, thank see, God you're here to bridge the gap, Marty. I just wanted to watch see, it. Uh, yeah, that's my, that is my life, like all the time. I can't, I can't relate to that, because I was like a strictly WWF I know. kid. Like, like I, I know. felt like... I would like breeze through WCW sometimes, and I'd feel like I was like, I f- that was like the first experience I felt like cheating. What you did you what think I mean? when you would see it? I would be like, oh, no, that's like that other wrestling. See, I thought it was real, and one time, was fake. So one oh, time, like, listen, like one time, I fucking, and I actually found this magazine re- recently. My dad would always like fucking, uh, on his way home from work, he'd like stop at a convenience store and like get a pack of cigarettes and a fucking 12 pack of PBR, you know, and sometimes he'd pick me up the wrestling magazine, right? Mm hmm. Fucking one time he brought home a WCW magazine. It had Sting with his finger in the air with yep. the fucking I know exactly glow, the one you're talking about. It. Yep. And he I was the whole like, world in his hands. Yes. And I was like, this isn't what I wanted, Dad. I, this oh. is the this is the dumb wrestling. Dude, like I bought I would have my mom buy me wrestling magazines and a lot of times she would look at it and be like the wrestler posting illustrated or whatever and they would have these like flair or dusty or whatever and they'd be all bloody and she'd be like, I don't know why I'm buying this for you and I'm like, I, I need this magazine. <laughs> Dude, thank, thank God you were here because, like, Thorne and I, when, when I'm reannouncing the AIW shows, Thorne's like, hey, let's go at this time. I'm like, yep, I'm on it. Let's do this. And we try to start it right on that time. And then he shows up to my, my comedy shows. He's like, what's going on, man? Why is it not starting this yeah. time? I'm like, ah, this, this is comedy, man. And did like, you know, did you know my one friend that was here tonight, Gary Lee? No. Do you remember? Oh, Gary wait. Lee? That yeah. was that Dude, guy. He's been to yeah, the suspenders shows. boy. He's been uh-huh. to NIW shows. Oh, yeah. my Not God. Not only was he. Okay, so he texted me <laughs> and he was like, because he was like, hey, move back to Cleveland. I would love to do something with AIW. We'll see what you can do. And I was like, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'll let him know you're, you know, you're a cool dude and stuff like that. And I then, fucking forgot. And all then about one this day, he <laughs> this was is a just great like, story. He's like, I'm doing something with AIW. I'm going to like be like kind of an MC or whatever. I'm like, that's awesome. Congratulations. Do a great job. Let me know how it goes. And then one night I'm like at a show and he's just like, well, I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up real bad. I'm, I think I'm done with the wrestling business. He's like back to uh, walking dogs and teaching for me. That's what I'm back. I'm back to that. I go, what happened? He goes, well, there was like a mystery partner challenge and they gave me the run sheet and I accidentally announced who the mystery partners were. <laughs> I'm like, Gary. And he's like, I know I fucked up. So like, dude, I. Fucking! I was like looking at the guy, that guy, and I was like, I know that guy. I fucking know that guy, yeah. but I couldn't place it. And now you just said uh-huh. that. Now I got it. Now it all makes so, sense. So that guy was a Chandler Biggins draft pick from your comedy show that you Cabana did, where you showed your. He bad was Macho because, Fatness. He was Macho Fatness. Yes. And Colin Delaney was there. Yep. So this guy was there, and this of course Delaney was there. No, no, the Macho Fatness. Macho guy. Fatness. Yeah, they Delaney was booked to be the the third co-host or whatever. <laughs> it was on a Thursday night at the Patty Rock, yep. a bar that is no longer in existence. Rest in peace. And I all the places I've done in Cleveland have went out of business. Yeah, the blind is there pig. A, is there a yeah? 
And the, oh, and the, the red pig's gone, yeah. And the redstone is yeah. gone, too. Oh, redstone oh, gone, too. Redstone's, redstone's definitely good. gone. Yeah. This hotel, kiss its ass goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Going out of business soon. No, no, no. Yeah, we have a mutual comedy yeah. friend. Besides the point. But, uh, you know, so this is uh, the type of thing that Biggins would do. He would find, like, the fucking most random, obscure person and be like, that's the that's fucking it. guy. So Cheatham's like, the midget. So, like, there's this comedy <laughs> show. It's packed. And you just got this fucking guy there, and he's dressed up like fucking the Macho Man. He's running around being fat, and like Biggins was like, "This is the fucking guy. Like we need this guy. This guy is our key to success. Like <laughs> we're gonna put this guy on a show, and he's gonna fucking skyrocket us to another level." Yeah. And he, he American ta- Grado. He yeah yeah exactly. He talked. He fucking <laughs> he said this is the American Grado. I he's. Oh my god! I for I fucking forgot all about this until you just brought yeah. this up. I'm glad that you waited. I'm glad. I'm glad you waited for the podcast. I didn't want to embarrass him because I know he was probably like, "Oh god, I hope those guys don't recognize." And me. it turns out that he <laughs> lived next to some guy that I knew in real life. And Crazy. this guy, this guy Cal, was like, "Hey man, my roommate says he's fucking working for your wrestling company." I was like. I have no fucking idea what you're talking yep. about. Because I had no idea. Big, uh-huh. Biggins did this all on his own. And oh. I, was like, I was like, I don't know anybody named fucking Gary. Yeah. Like, See, I felt like the lying. last time I was here, me and Biggins booked the whole territory. Because oh. <laughs> we went bowling, and I'm like, who could I? I? It was like everybody from Global. I'm like, you got to put that the cartel right. back together. Dude, he was fucking, he, he got so crazy that he tracked down fucking, uh, Fucking John Tatum, yeah, fucking his flea market that he worked in, oh. and he was gonna drive there to try to negotiate with him to come make a comeback in AIW. <sighs> but uh, fucking anyway, he's all about this macho fatness yes. guy and your buddy Gary. Yep, and fucking he gets Gary there, and I Gary's all nervous, you know, and he's like. Yeah, you know, we're just looking for a hype man. You know what I mean? You come out, you, you're fucking, you're, you're hyping up Marty and Colt's show. It was great. He's like, you're just going to come out. You're going to get people hyped up. You know what I mean? You're just going to say some fucking funny stuff and, you know, get, like, create a good, nice, fun atmosphere. Did he do it as macho fatness or just? Yeah, I think okay. so. No, oh, he was no. a dude in suspenders. I think he wore, oh, like, maybe. a suit or something like that. Oh, maybe, yeah, silly. maybe he was trying a different I character. think he had a bow tie and suspenders. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, and now I specifically remember what it was. Okay, this is right before Tim Donce is diagnosed with cancer. He's the AIW champion. And uh, we're going to do a thing where we're going to vacate the belt and we're going to have a four-way for it. Well, this none of this is announced. And he comes about and he's like, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for AIW tonight? And I was like, yeah. He's like, Tim Donce will be vacating the championship. We're going to have a four-way tonight. He well, can't that wrestle guy. anymore. Yeah. yeah, this is that guy. Oh, my God. And like, everyone's like, "What the fuck oh, are you no. doing?" I think about him every time I'm backstage at AAW, <laughs> and I see the whole like run sheet, and I'm just like, "God, he just was like." And then this guy will beat that guy. Yeah. This guy will beat that guy. <laughs> then there'll be a run in. Then there'll be a promo. And then there'll be this intermission. He said he said more shit, but like that was the only thing that I remember. Oh, He's like, We're no. vacating the championship tonight. <laughs> and Nick Gage went back to prison. Dude, it oh, is, it no. has been almost. It has been almost two years yeah. since I first ring announced at AIW. And to this day, someone will be like, hey, man, uh, just don't give away the card sheet for everybody. I'm like, like oh, okay. He's legendary now. I've been doing wrestling for a long time. Fucking, you always learn something new always happens, some new problem always That was a new fucking problem. Yeah. And like, it was just like, <laughs> fuck. And like, like me and Biggins would always fucking have like a tense relationship on show days, and I'd be like, "That was your fucking guy," you know what I mean? <laughs> like you picked this fucking guy, Macho Fatness from the comedy show. Who's been who has been your draft pick that didn't pan out worldwide? Oh, come on, <laughs> the guy on the other side of the podcast. Uh, let's let me ask you this because 
obviously we're here, and the reason we have you here, Marty, is because you're more of like an independent guy. Like, what with when you do Marty and Sarah, mm-hmm. why is it not specifically just WWE, everything that you do? Yeah. Like, what got you involved besides Cabana? Because mm-hmm. we all. I it, think Cabana was your gateway drug. I mean, Cabana's your gateway yeah. drug. Yeah. Gateway in. I mean, yeah. is that Because I would go the, to shows and I was the funny guy in the crowd. I would yeah, be like, is that the end all answer? I would go to like IWA Mid South and I'm like, I'm fucking killing in this. <laughs> I'm murdering right now in Highland, Indiana. I'm like, you gotta get, I gotta. But I, at the time, I was just like, oh, it's just. And then all the boys are the big brother. Like, fucking asshole. Oh, dude. The, most, well, they angry, the most angry I ever made. But at that time, it, I, I, I felt like I was more like, okay, I'm not like being a dick. Because those shows, I felt like you couldn't be a dick at those See, IWA when I was Mid-South a fan, shows. like. Well, I would go and be a dick. Well, but the most I was ever a dick was the American Wrestling Federation. That was where they had the round system. That oh. was like Tito Santana. Uh, oh, this is Tito Santana's thing. Yeah, they used to sell Tito's video. Fucking, yeah, he was the man. Uh, who else? So Greg Valentine um, uh, was slaughter, a lot of old time slaughter. Yeah, basically. And it was yeah. bad. And they, they I just know it. they sold the DVDs. At so this yeah. is not like true indie. They, this is just did. like a lot of guys. No, some they found someone who had money, and they were like, "We're gonna do this." It was like a, it was like a startup. It was like a yeah, yeah. startup. There's like a okay. really great wrestling with regret that does the whole. I love wrestling yeah. with regret. That is like wrestling with regret is like when I'm bored at work. Yeah, and I, they're that's great. Like, that's like my. Is that an pleasure. actual promo? Just for everybody listening right now, like wrestling that, regret that's is a, an actual promotion. Yeah, it, no, no, no it's a rest, video, YouTube video. Wrestling Re- regret is a YouTube channel, and like they just oh, go okay. down and they document fucked up shit that's happening awesome. in wrestling. So good, it's, at it's, it. it's, right, it's amazing. So like that's like my guilty pleasure when I'm like bored. So at work. American Wrestling Federation was they got just a bunch of like WWF guys that were just done. Fuck-ups. They were done, and then they were like, we got to be different, so we'll have a round system. And they would put like stools in the ring, and it was so bad. It was so bad. And they were in Hammond, Indiana, at the Hammond Civic Center. And that was like my home, my home territory, Hammond, Indiana. And we're like, we gotta go. And we walked in, and this was like I would have to Probably say, like nineteen ninety six or something. Oh no, no, the, man, like this was like ninety three or four. Oh, okay, we were like yeah. high school, oh, man, in high school earlier, right? yeah, okay. And it was like walking in, and the only shows I had ever seen were like WWF shows at the Hammond Civic Center or WC or WCW shows at the UIC Pavilion or the Hammond Civic Center. So I walk in and it's just kind of like, oh, this is weird. And I remember like looking around and I, w- I go, where's our seats? And my one buddy just goes, well, this is just Tito. Tito Santana sitting there with his shirt tucked into his trunks <laughs> at the at the uh, at the uh, fucking gimmick table. No, he's having a hot dog at the fucking <laughs> uh, hot dog stand. Right? He's not even at yeah. the table. And, and that became like a running because I'm sure everybody who's wrestling fans have like running bits they have with their buddies or whatever. Sure. And always it's just like, where's the? And one of my buddies always is like, oh, that's fucking Tito. And yeah, he's just at the fucking food place eating some hot dogs or whatever before the show. And we we got front row because we're just like, how much are the tickets? And they're like, oh, it's like five bucks. And we're like, and they're like, oh, front row is ten. You know, we're like, you have front Fuck row yeah, available. 10, and they're dude. like, yeah, front row's available. Like, it's just like worldwide yeah. tonight at your comedy yeah. show. Yeah. So I paid extra because I, you know, twenty five like, years later, we're gonna go there and just fucking wreak havoc on the show. So we we were front and center, uh, and we were just the biggest fucking dicks at this show, talking shit to everybody. There was a manager, and his name was Joey Bags Bagley. Apparently, he was like mobbed up in Chicago, oh, right? Of course, should have murdered like us it, all. Yeah. He's so probably funding in a little. He's one of the managers. We're all over him. We're all over these guys. He had some like guy who, and we were just like, "You're the fucking janitor. Look at you, man. <laughs> like, what are you doing here?" And then uh, 
so Joey Bags Baglia comes out again, and this time he's got Greg Valentine is his is his manager. He's he, that's his charge, and he's like pointing at us. He's like, "Those are the guys." And Valentine just looks like he's fucking hammered, right? <laughs> and Valentine just looks at us like, "Oh, those are the kids." No guardrail. There's no guardrail. There's mats, but there's no guardrail. So Valentine was wrestling like fucking like I don't know Tom Zink or Tim Horner or something. Dude, I wish it was Tom. I, I love Tom Zink. Oh, I will get into Tom Zink in a minute. I'm obsessed with Tom Zink. So, I've been trying to find him on like dude websites. I know like, Valentine gets drop kicked out of the ring and comes and fucking tries to like flail his body into us to fucking hammer us, and we all get out of the way. And his hand hit the chair so hard because <laughs> that was meant for one of us. And he was so mad, and we ran away. We were like cackling. We were so happy with ourselves. Dude, but it was the worst. Greg the Hammer Valentine is that guy that I think everybody in the world that's gone to an independent wrestling show has just seen him looking fucking miserable at well he oh, in, yeah. at windy city pro wrestling in chicago he felt he like fell through the stairs or something oh, and, like, and then he had like that big lawsuit but i was thinking about that where there are so many guys like honky tonk man's another like if you watch oh, wrestling youtube oh. shoots late at night you can't you're yeah. gonna watch a lot of honky you can't man. talk negative on honky no. talk man within the aiw community no, because he's a legend john no. thorne's got like one of the most amazing honky tonk Oh yeah, your honky tonk man story yeah, is amazing. We but we, the best. We booked him at a college party. He's the best. Yes. When the when that and that podcast is like one of those like I think that's like podcast hall of fame wrestling podcast. Like you need to listen <laughs> to this one. That's up there with like Truth Martini and Cabana's <laughs> podcast. It's fucking crazy. But Honky is a guy who like you think about it and you're like I mean he had like a great run in Memphis and all that stuff and but WB for just like a few shirts. But it's like all these guys like Rock and Roll Express same thing. It's like. They've been doing these weird indie shows for way longer than they were like right. the fucking Relevant, top yeah. guys. Well, like top guy, yeah, yeah. What yeah. You, wait, and it's what crazy. Do you, what do you think about? And it, at this moment, it's kind of rumor. We'll see if it, it takes place. But they're going to redo Starcade. Rock and Roll Express is going to be now on Starcade. Yeah. That's the rumor. Yeah. That's the deal. Sure. What do you think? I mean, another, at this point in time, it's the best. I think it's the best. You love it. I mean, they better they were, it. Like, so, as an indie promoter, I feel like John Thorne. You're like, this is the most amazing thing ever. They're booking no. Starcade like an AIW show. Yeah, yeah. AIW, AIW, AIW presents Starcade. Starcade. WWE. As an indie promoter, I don't. I don't love it because I want to book the Rock and Roll Express, and I know their indie prices went way the fuck way up. up. Yeah, right. <laughs> up. So now, but like, I remember. And that just—it's just a weird thing to think about, like with the Rock and Roll Express. It's like I, I mean, like I watched her like documentary on high spots, and I'm like, God, these guys were so fucking over, and they were just like the biggest stars on the planet. But then you're also like, but fuck, dude, like that was like high school for them, right? And now yeah, they're just yeah. like they—they're they're like the dude in high school who was like the shit. If you really think about it, like the amount of years that they were super over is so minimal. To oh, what? So small, to, yeah. to like all the other yeah. years. I mean, like, you, yeah. So you're like, oh fuck, but. Uh, and they're, but they're very like because I was at the gathering of the Juggalos one year and I was just there. I like I did comedy and then I was just watching wrestling. Were you a guest of Colt Cabana? I, well, yeah, the, the comedy show. And then I was hanging out with Cabana. Yeah, <laughs> when I was there, Tila 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 Tequila. Tequila. Got the rock yeah, I was there the year after that, so oh. I was like, God, I missed that. Ryan Santlin's gonna give me ten G's for that video. Then. But <laughs> but uh, the Rock and Roll Express were booked there, and like Ronnie Garvin was booked, but he didn't have the fucking blonde hair. Yeah, and everyone like he came out in a battle royal just in a pair of jeans and a polo, and everyone's like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> yeah. He looks like an old like Italian Dude, guy. I'll never like. I think that year, Biggins and I, he was like, "Oh man, 
ICP's doing a fucking eye paper yep. for this fucking legends. And it was like at four o'clock in the morning. He's like, yeah. comes to my house and he's like, we got to fucking order this man. They got fucking Piper and R- Ronnie Garvin. And I'm like, and like, it was supposed to start at like 2 a.m. Yep. And it went on at like 4.30 in the morning. Because Mick Foley had to do commentary. a comedy show. But he wanted to do commentary, but he was doing his comedy show. So they had to wait. And it was like, it was so bizarre. But the Rock and Roll Express were there. And I, I was just hanging out. And uh, Robert Gibson's like, hey, man, uh, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, Marty. He goes, Marty, you, you're in charge here? And I'm like, no. And he's like, <laughs> my name's I, not Violet I, I bet you're in charge here. I bet you're in charge here. And like everyone had golf carts and stuff. And he's like, drive me around in them golf carts. Take me around here. I'm like, I don't have access to golf carts. Like, I'm not in charge. And he's like, uh, I, bet, I bet you're in charge. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, man, these guys were just like yeah, it's just the best. Smooth, so it's just smooth talking Southerners. Yeah. But like that was the deal. But uh Honky Tonk Man has the uh, Hawkins has that great story of like him and Gallows at a WrestleMania party, and they see Honky Tonk Man. They're like, "We gotta talk to Honky Tonk Man," and they're like, "Let's fucking do this." So they both each sit on the side of Honky Tonk. Honky, this is great. WrestleMania. He's like, oh, "Fuck this shit. Fuck this party." And he was all fucking. And they're like, "Oh come on, there's like a a mountain of sushi. How cool is that?" And he's like, "You fucking marks. That's coming out of your fucking paycheck." <laughs> <laughs> it's like those are the coolest stories. Like. Like I, like we were talking about this earlier before we started podcasting, but like, the, like there's something special about those guys that are just like fuck it, that don't give a fuck yeah. about like making it, and they were just like fuck it, man. Like I don't believe it. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna work in fucking Dallas for the rest of my life. Because if that was the deal, and you could stay in a place, because I because. I love Between the Sheets. That's one of my favorite other wrestling podcasts. I love it. It's just very long. I know it's, <laughs> it's very, very long, long. But I put it on and I do all my work throughout the day and it's just on. And they all one of the like the tropes of that podcast is they talk about how like it'll be like, Oh, we're doing, you know, the the first week of December for nineteen eighty nine and they'll be like, All right, the observer's reporting that Dr. Tom Pritchard is gonna be headed to the NWA. And it's all they always say this anytime around a certain area. And I finally saw him at a uh wrestling show in Chicago and I was like, dude, were you gonna go to WCW or NWA or whatever? And he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh, there's this podcast, and they mention you all the time." And like the dirt sheets were saying like you were supposed to go there. And he's like, "If it was then, I'd fucking know about it." Like and that's <laughs> what's so crazy. Then he's like, "I was in Dallas," and it's like to me that is just like insane to just think like I'm gonna just stay here. I don't need to go fucking anywhere else. Like this is I'm like I'm the king of this town. Homestead. Like you hear you hear about those like Von Erichs and like. Going to fucking nightclubs and like that Chris yeah. Adams documentary, like Gentleman's just, Choice, which is insane. I've never seen that. Oh, it's insane. And uh, and they just talk about how like they couldn't go anywhere because like the fucking girls would rip their cl- their fucking shirts off and everything, and they were just like that to me. Like when I'd watch World Class, I was like, oh, this is the coolest. And when I would walk down the street, and there would be like 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 bushes and stuff in the like by the sidewalk. I would act like I was high fiving the bushes, <laughs> like I was the Von Erics and shit, because I was just like, "This is insane, dude!" Like it's fucking, uh, it's just like a different world. Yeah, now, you that's know? why like, when, when the last time I hung out with Biggins, I was just like, "You got to book everyone from Global," the, like, and like you, well, you need to do like Global, like a Global reunion. I wanted to, I wanted him to book everyone from Global when he booked when he called Bunkhouse Buck to book him. Bunkhouse Buck was like said no at first he's like yeah can i talk to jimmy he's like he's not available he's like oh, i want to book him for wrestling he's like, oh yeah this is oh, yeah. Jimmy. yeah i know like all those guys it's just so great and i think a lot of those guys are probably just like oh man i'm fucking scam these these fucking marks from cleveland it's like we're more than happy to be scammed yeah. sir we like, just like we just want to hear you tell stories for like a couple hours you know what i mean and who then, do you like, think is the one is there one guy out there who like would have because like clearly like 
you know, there's every once in a while you'll find somebody like, you know, beyond the mat comes out and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, like this is amazing. You know, there's these like, oh, oh no. Like, you know I mean? The funny thing is like you say that and you go on and you talk about biggins and, and I, and I think about this as you're talking and I'm like, if there's biggins is more like Marty than Thorne, you're like Marty. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. And like in terms of like, like everything, like, like, like he asked that question, but like in my mind, I'm like, Dude, you're asking that question, and Biggins already has like but 15 names yeah. loaded like, up. Who's and he's the like, next? dude, you don't even know. Because like, so because like, uh, like this is what's gonna be hard going forward. Because Biggins was like an yeah. encyclopedia yeah. of every of everything, and, and like every the, wrestling promotion ever. No, like just everything that ever happened in wrestling. Yeah, like, like we used to always joke because like he would give me like what. The WWF and like Urban Legend refers to as the Finkel Report. You know what I mean? Because like that was always the rumor is Fink had a job because he would send Vince the report of everything else that was going on. So Biggins would always be like, "This is what's happening, like right uh-huh. here." And like I don't even need to read all the drama on Twitter or anything. He would just break it all down and give me the final result. So now I'm struggling because it's just like. I'll like be catching up on things like a day late. It's like, and, man, do you know about this fucking WWN fucking email league? I'm like, yeah, right. Oh man, I was like, I, I was kind of off the grid. Well, this and then because on top of that, the thing was like, because you guys ran a promotion, it's like if Biggins saw something, he was that guy who wasn't afraid to be like, I'm gonna text this dude and be like, hey, what's going on with this man? And, every, and like he just he just signed like, I'm gonna get jump into that shit. He didn't. But everything care. is so quick now, and like, yeah, yeah, there's shit where it's just like. Oh, that's already done, you know? Because yeah. like I saw, and it's pretty funny, like with progress, where they're like, "Oh, sexy star," and I'm like, "Yeah, they're already booking." But then I saw it was like a tag team. It was yeah, like it's a fit. I'm like, it's like, "Come on, that's like, like I like I tell people all the time, like wrestling moves like a week is like, is like all like six months, like because so much stuff happens every single weekend and every single week, like everything's fucking forgotten so quickly. Yeah, but, but you wonder who the next guy who you're just like, oh, this is the next end of stamp. Like, you wonder oh, who. I'm, I'm t- oh, oh so, man, I'm, yeah. So, it's, like, to circle back, it's Tom Zink. I, so? Okay, yes. I, I look I look for Tom Zink. I'm not, this is no fucking exaggeration. Like, at least five times a month, I try to get into an intense Google search trying to find Tom Zink. Yeah. And, like, then, like, you know, I'll tweet about it. Man, I'd love to find Tom Zink. And all these fans are like, check out this Facebook page. I'm like, that fucking page has been abandoned in fucking 2013. Right. You see you know the mugshot. I mean? You see yeah. the mugshot. Because Tom Zink, this was around, I think, Did you ever around 2000 when, on The Law. When he was doing like dude, these shoot interviews. Dude, when he was, he would be on The Law and he would be saying crazy shit. And then he started doing all these podcasts. Or not, they were even podcasts. This was before yet. a podcast. He was yeah. on, he would do The Law, live audio wrestling on their show and then they would stream it. And then he started doing a couple other things, and he was saying like crazy shit. He was like, "Dusty he would fucking do Dusty impressions and talk talk shit on Dusty." Oh, I he love would say him. crazy shit about. I just want to book Dallas him. Page. I just want to book him so yeah. I can eat the shit that he would. But I, I say. was like under the impression, and I don't know if someone said this or I heard this in like a chat room, but they were like, WB like gave him money to say like just go away. Where are you at on the Max Payne documentary, dude? I need Ooh. to see it. Do you have, it's the thing that shouldn't be? I fucking watched. I saw a preview. The, of the it. trailer is on YouTube, and I've I, seen that. I watch it a few times a year. Yeah, and he's another guy that I look oh, for. Oh yeah. Here's my theory, because if you watched the fucking uh, like 
it was like a table for three with like the fucking click or some shit on the WWE network. They have footage from the fucking European bus. Uh-huh. So my theory is, is WWE bought, bought, it. bought it off. Gave so, him money. Yeah. Said, go and, away. And you he never disappeared. talked about this. Because they have, like, why else would they have camcorder footage uh-huh. on the fucking to- European tour bus? And it's very similar to the footage that he used. I think about, too, I think sometimes, like, that would be, a, that's like one of those, like, that, holy grail. That is like, if I, I, I want Tom McGee and Bret Hart, yes. I want, and then I want uh, that on a tape. And then I want, because there's got to be two. Like, I wonder if, like, smartphones were around during, like, the like Monday Night Wars. Like, how much crazy shit, shit people uh, sent. That would oh, be man. nuts. Like, correspondence. Oh. Back and texting back and forth. Or, like, yeah, the yeah. awful shit that ECW guys would do at those hotels and stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would wake up every morning on the weekends. Like, you'd wake up every, like, Sunday morning. You'd be like, well, let's see what New Jack uploaded on fucking Twitter. And you'd be like, oh, my God, that's insane. Dude, like, he's nuts on social media these days. Yeah. So, besides Tom Zink, yes. my other Holy Grail guy, this is a very fucking out there wild card. And somebody actually, because I mentioned it on a podcast before, they must have signed up for, like, one of those websites or something where, like, those, you know how they got, like, if you're, like, you ever been, like, Oh man, I want to look up my ex girlfriend. I can't find her, and then yeah. like, but then it's like you got to pay a credit. card. All this shit comes yeah. up. You got to pay, yeah, right? Got a credit card. I'll show you all this stuff. So like, somebody must have paid the money, and they were like, "Boom, here you go." I my other holy grail guy is the book Jerry Flynn from yeah. WCW. Lightning yes, Foot. Lightning Foot Jerry Flynn. Somebody sent me a complete screenshot of. What appears to be his home address, his home oh, phone, yeah. his cell phone, like all this shit. And I'm just keeping that one on the back burner. And oh, then yeah. They keep going. Did you, did you t- talk to me? I guess. Yeah, we haven't I'm called that yet. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for the right moment, man. I like, bet he still has those fucking blue karate, like navy blue karate pants and the black kick like, pants. Like, that's, that's, that's what I love, though. Like, you know, like. I, I, there's a million amazing independent wrestlers right now. Yeah. And, like, I like, I like some of them, and I'll book some of them, but I feel like. Now everyone's kind of trying to follow that fucking routine. So I'm just like, I find myself watching like 1996 Monday Nitros going, yeah. who can I book? Like, you're like, imagine like trying that. to stimulate like, my ideas. Are, Do like, that yeah, locker I mean, room. I mean, that's wonderful. Like, Marty, like, who is your guy? Like, if you go pass and you're like, oh, because obviously you pay attention to the indie scene currently. Yeah. If you're like, this is my holy grail guy mm-hmm. to current. If you had a book, let's say one match, you go... Holy Grail guy, current guy. Do you have anybody in mind that would stick out? I, I like Jerry Flynn. That's I we had talked about. I don't <laughs> oh yeah, I talked because he's Jerry just Flynn. like he's just like a weird obscure. Like that's how we found ourselves booking Bunkhouse would, Buck. Yeah, I would say if I had to go back to like a lot of those. What I loved about Nitro is like all of a sudden like John Nord would show up for like Dude. a month and like win matches and then just go away or get killed by somebody. I and just went away. on a fucking streak of. John, like, I watched this fucking John Nord match on it's like John Nord versus the Barbarian, and like, I'm like fucking cooking some food or whatever. I'm like, ah, fuck this match because at that time, like, I'm watching it now, but I'm still thinking with my like 14 year old brain, like, I'm not gonna pay attention to this, yeah. And I look up and they are doing the fucking craziest shit, oh, yeah. and I'm like, holy shit. So I'm rewinding it and I watch and I'm like, I tweet out, like, I love fucking John Nord, and then somebody sends me this fucking. Like, the internet is insane, right? So many times you do this list, it's like, John Nord's greatest matches. It's like 100 fucking free uploads. Yeah. And I just fall in this fucking 
like rabbit hole of like watching berserker matches. Did you see his commercial for his dad at a car dealership? Oh yeah, where he's elbow dropping the yeah. windshield. Oh, I yeah. fucking saw it, dude. So I think I'm I I'm I love the global guys so much. See, I don't know a ton about global. Yeah, because like I like it. I said, I was like a WWF guy. Yeah, and like when. When I was like, I don't know, maybe like 12 or 13, there was like this weird channel that would sometimes get like USWA. Mm -hmm. So like outside of WWF, when I would turn that on, I accepted it because I think it was during the WWF like crossover and I saw some WWF guys on this. So I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this. And then I'm like... Fuck man, this guy the Spellbinder is really sweet. Oh, I thought like that. that I thought was that was going to be, be my the, pick to click. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, the Spellbinder. <laughs> I always remember as a kid too when I would see uh, Jeff Gaylord, and I remember as a kid being like, "I think I should change his last name." <laughs> oh, I always was just like, "That's a weird last name." The only weird thing about that, from like being a little kid, yeah, that is like, I remember fucking, I don't know, I'm probably fucking six years old or whatever, and uh, my dad's taking me to a fucking house show at the Richfield Coliseum. And like this is like right when Shawn Michaels is turned heel, you know what I mean? He turned oh, on yeah. he threw Marty window. through the barbershop. He turned window, on Marty Janetti, yeah. and like he's coming out, so I'm a sexy boy, you know yeah. what I mean? And I don't know what that means, but I know it's like not good for a kid. Yeah. And like they're he's coming out at this house show and I'm with my dad. I'm like, I'm like my face is turning red and I'm looking at my dad, I'm like, Oh man, is he gonna get mad? Like <laughs> oh, is he gonna that. make me leave? And like yeah. I, I don't like I have no memory like other memory of that house show really other than like I know that he's saying sexy boy and like I don't know what it means, but I think it's bad. Oh and, man. And my dad's gonna make me stop watching wrestling. What's up, everybody? Alex Worldwide Killer here to tell you all about at Thrift Store Jobber on Instagram, Etsy, eBay, and other vowel-starting websites. Now, politics are weird today, but politics were real weird back in 1991 leading into WrestleMania 7 because Sergeant Slaughter turned his back on the U.S. of A. And Hulk Hogan stepped up to the plate, and boy, did he ever with this T-shirt... Hulkster right there, American flag, Hulk Hogan, he's doing it for the red, white, and blue, me and you, were you not safe? I know I was, brother. Use Worldwide to get 10% off this beast and many other fine pieces of apparel from at Thrift Store Jobber. I, I remember watching, and my, my dad would watch with me every once in a while. Then he'd like just like fall asleep, and I'd watch the end of like primetime wrestling or whatever. And I always remember like watching like Sensational Sherry, and as a kid, Ooh, just yeah. being like, "I want to fuck this lady." <laughs> yeah, I remember as a kid, <laughs> so even good. like if it was like her and Elizabeth, there was something about because Sherry would always like get like thrown around by Hogan and yeah. stuff. You see like her pantyhose, and I just remember as a kid being she, like, "Yeah, the way oh, she's fuck, tossed around, oh, and it's like, lady. like yeah. even though she has like the silver makeup on her, so you, like Elizabeth." It. She's like super clean. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, she's pretty. And then Sherry shows up. She looks so slutty. I love that. Like, yeah, I man, on it. That's like the difference between finding your dad's Playboy and then yeah. you find the penthouse or the hustler. Oh, or yeah. Something. And you're like, oh, yeah, or hustler. Uh, hustler. Yeah, it's way better. And and like absolutely. An, so, like, another weird thing about like fucking ladies that were hot about AIW <laughs> is like fucking. So, I didn't really know. Segue. I didn't know anything really about her. The only thing I knew about her, like, until I became an adult or whatever about Missy Hyatt was like my neighbor, oh, Freddie, 
He used to have the WCW trading cards, and mm-hmm. he used to always have Missy Hyatt cards. And I used to be like, She's oh, one of our greatest man. listeners, by the way. I used to be like, oh, man. I need to say that that's right like now. A, that's like yeah. a, while she's listening probably to this, one of our greatest listeners, Missy, we love it. Well, I was going to say some weird shit about wanting to fuck okay. her, but now you just made it awkward. Yeah. But she is. But Missy, like, Missy, turn this off for like uh, yeah, just 10 minutes. Missy, hit pause. But like, hit that 15 so second like, rewind button. So it's like, it was like this weird thing. Like, as a, like, as a kid, I was like, oh man, that chick's pretty hot, you know? Yeah. And now, like, as an adult man with a wrestling promotion, I like, we book her and like, she like contributes to this storyline and she turns out to be like this fucking, like, super cool and like, uh, totally like kind of off subject like missy hyatt will sometimes write me like these emails that are like seven paragraphs long, oh man like motivating me to be like a promoter and like telling me like Eddie, like telling me like eddie gilbert fucking tricks about like how he did things and it's just like holy shit like Dude. this is a girl that my neighbor freddie just showed me on a trading wcw trading card now she's sending me these emails with like yeah. trips and it's like you kind of still want to fuck her for like that. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. For a totally different reason. Break like, out that Wrestling Vixens DVD. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's just fucking, it's 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 a weird thing. I'm sorry, Missy. I didn't mean to disrespect No, you. it's the difference between like, hey, I want to just jerk it to you to be like, hey, like I want to make love to you. Like, like when Missy Hyde <laughs> sends you to these emails and like, like when Biggins passed away, she sends me this motivational email and she's like, listen, this is how Eddie Gilbert used to run a territory and this is what you got to do. And it. she gives me like all these fucking no, like, she's all, like yeah, she's all this awesome like input. Us. And I'm just like, I'm like, I'm sad. I'm mesmerized. I'm like taking back to my childhood. It's like so, uh, such a mix. So of many emotions. emotions. Yeah. And it's just like when you like really think about it and put it in respect, it's like, holy shit, like Missy Hyatt, like is like trying to give me advice and keep me in the game. That's, that's the like, coolest. That's fucking that's so cool. Like, I, like that's the shit to where like there's a ton of times where I like want to hate wrestling and then it's just like Missy Hat will just shoot you an email like, hey man, let me tell you this Eddie Gilbert story. And I'm just like, holy insane. shit. That's cool. insane. I remember as a kid though with like knowing later on about how Eddie Gilbert was like the man and smart and, and like could find work everywhere and everything. And I remember as a kid being like, he's like this little guy but like, I guess he's somebody, you know. And like, as a, and then like, as you get older, and you're like, oh, this dude was—he like, was the fucking man. He was the man. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing, like, you know. So like, I've like had to go, like go back and discover a lot of this stuff for the first time because, like I said, I was a WWF kid. Like, yeah. That was it. You know what I mean? Like, still pissed about my day. Like, Biggins got bought all these magazines. I found that fucking Sting magazine one day. I was like, this is the fucking magazine that's from the it. convenience store. The wrong magazine. I, I knew exactly what, uh, what road it was on, and I was like, I was pissed. But Meanwhile, I, if the, the WF magazine was probably like, hey, they're like the Ultimate Warrior. Was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Somebody yeah. sweet. Because you know? you know, I, I remember when I when I met all my like wrestling friends. This was like in uh, fifth grade. I moved to a new school, and I was just kind of like, you know, I like wrestling. And my friends were like, well, I like wrestling too. And I was like, what do you and they were all WBF and I'm like no demolition is a knockoff of the Road Warriors. See you're so advanced. And Sting is a better version than the Ultimate Warrior and Ric Flair is better than Hulk Hogan. And I just remember I was just like oh man but I but I think I was right with like I mean most pro- of those. What I, I, what I was always like those guys all kind of started within each other. I mean yeah. like Sting and the Ultimate Warrior were a tag team. Yeah. When they first started out together and people like don't realize they're like. Oh shit! Really? Like, yeah, no, no. Those guys rolled see, up together. See, like, I think maybe you were in a different position because the NWA would go to the Chicago yeah. area. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. That's we very were like, true. Like, the NWA didn't really come to Cleveland, like, or Ohio so, in general. So, yeah. like, like 
even now, you know, now the arena is downtown, but before the arena was in Richfield, Ohio, the Richfield Coliseum, which was like where I grew up, like 20 minutes away. So like my dad would always take, like, it's like probably uh, yeah, 30 from, minutes to four, from downtown from Cleveland. It's, uh, yeah, 30 it's to there. 40 minutes away. That's why it was weird as a kid. If like, I remember in, in class, like if the teacher would be like, I remember one day we had to do like, just write down as many like other like cities and in, in states that you know and i wrote down like a million and they're like how do you know all these and i'm like because of wrestling like <laughs> yeah. how the fuck not like how do you know denton county texas and like because the von erics like i just knew all these things that's just because of wrestling like i knew them all but yeah like growing up like i would watch the nwa and i know like and i'd watch it with other friends and they'd be like this is like dark and it, it's not as like good it doesn't look as good as WWF, but I was just like, no, man, this is it. And then, it's like, like, adult wrestling. And, like, reading wrestling magazines and, like, seeing wrestlers in there, but never seeing them wrestle. I remember being a kid and being like, yeah, DC Drake's one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> and I'm like, I've never seen him wrestle to this day. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. But it, he was in Pro Wrestling Illustrated and he wore, like, cool makeup. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking. Isn't that's it what like, I'm into. like, I feel like that's the kind of the thing that sucks about, like, society now or how it, it all is. Cause, like, those wrestling magazines were like that was it. You know what I mean? It was, it was the just internet like, in your hands, right? It's like if if some random fucking dude was in that magazine, he was a fucking he was. They the were guy. a big deal, and yeah. now and now like it's funny like you go like and you listen like between the sheets and like well it was all like East Coast guys and all the officers were in the East Coast, so they clearly were like hey bud I'll put you in the yeah, magazine. Right. And but to me and I remember and I remember as a kid thinking like. You know, like having my like GI Joes be wrestlers or whatever, or oh, like, dude, that was or me. if I'd get like multiples of yep. uh, of like my Hasbro's or whatever, or something. It's like, and I'm like, yeah, this guy, and I would like thought I made up names, but now I look back and I'm like, oh, that was just a dude, like that was <laughs> wrestling in some East Coast fed or you something. You saw him in some defunct. Yeah, magazine. I'm like, oh, you know, like Vic you- Steamboat. Oh, that's from fucking an indie fed. Like I, had, but I thought like I made up that like. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat like had a subliminal brother. Fucking yeah, memory. and I had like my Tom Zink galoob, and I'm like, no, this is Vic Steamboat. Dude, Rick can Steamboat's you imagine brother. like getting Tom Zink in 2017 on a podcast? He could. He, I think he's the he is because he's the Holy Grail. There I was think. a moment where I was like, there's nothing better than I would listen to the law on my fucking AOL dial up, and he would just be saying the craziest shit. This was before you can go on YouTube and watch. Iron Sheik, Honky Tonk Man, right, all Sandman, right, just talk crazy shit, and and it was just like so unexpected. And I'm like, and he was just like fucking the Z Man. What's he so big? And he was like funny too. He was very funny, yeah, from very what like, I personable. Very there funny. are a lot of them are on YouTube now. No, yeah, and it was like so charismatic, and he would do Dusty and and like make fun of Diamond Dallas Page. And I was like, this is so fucking funny. I think he's like, I honestly feel like Tom Zink is the fucking holy grail right now. I think now. he is. And I think that we need to make a fucking effort to get him back in a wrestling ring in 2018. Do you think That's... he even watches anymore? Oh, uh, no way. He's probably gotta... like... He's probably like a fucking dude that's got like yeah. a fucking like lumber company yeah, or something. because sometimes you know? there's guys who are like, oh, I don't watch wrestling anymore. And I'm like, no, that's not true. I watched a pay-per-view with you at your house, but whatever. <laughs> you, can, you, can like you don't watch wrestling anymore. But then there's other times where these guys, and you think like... If you are like Jerry Flynn and you're fucking watching, flipping through channels and you see Raw, are you just like, what the fuck is this? Like, that's got to be so weird like, to be got, Jerry Flynn flipping through the channels. It's got to be and so And you see like right. the shield reuniting or whatever. And you're just like, ah. <laughs> like, it's like they have, like, they have to keep, I feel like they have to keep up on it because I feel like anybody that's been a wrestler or uh, even had like success like those guys, 
like I feel like they all think that like there's still like there's one still last chance. run. You know what I mean? I have one last ride. Because I think when I have buddies who stop doing stand up. I'm always just like, how do you stop? And how do you not see like a buddy you know who's like at the comedy club in your town or doing something big? Like, how are you not just like? Because ah, I, I think about get it out all the my time. notebook and write some stuff. I out. think about it all the time. Like, oh man, like like sometimes like you know I'll fantasize a bit. Man, I just want to. I'm just gonna be a guy that comes home and watches the news and like yeah. you know what I mean. Like just this just normal, dude. you know what I mean. Like just fucking complaining about having some kids or something yeah. you know like like sometimes it's like a fantasy and then i'm just like nah man fuck that like wrestling when wrestling is the best wrestling is fucking the best and like sometimes you can blame wrestling for like whatever but and like it sucks but like ultimately like it's so much better it's than always being a regular it's so much better than being like a regular person i don't know when i see some people that i've meet or or talk to or whatever and i'll just be like like what are you into and they'll just be like, man, yeah, whatever. I watch a game here and there. And I'm just like, I just see people who aren't really like passionate about anything. Right. And there's like no like subculture. Like, yeah. And like, I'm like, there's so much like subculture to wrestling. So many like different avenues you can find. Like, I'd rather you give me a guy at WrestleCon who's got a fucking old fucking w- NWA World Tag Team title over his shoulder. I love that Give me shit. that guy over the guy who's just like, eh, I don't know. I watch some stuff on Netflix and Hulu and just kind of call it a call it a night and go to bed. Fuck you. I want the guy who has the fucking NWA tag team title with the blue fucking leather strap. Right, like, I want that guy. He's I, want, I want to talk to that guy. He's got a, lot, he's got a story behind that that's, belt. So, I mean, yeah. That's a fantastic segue because at this year's WrestleCon in 2017, our boots were, like, right next to each other. Pretty fucking much. right they were. Yeah. Fucking by design. You I have to be by, by the design. cool people at those conventions. Who was, I almost got, I got nervous, though. You wanted me to come up on stage, and I got real nervous. Yeah. I thought I was going to freeze. I was like, but I Because oh, I was uh, like, oh, yeah, you got yeah. great stories. I have and stories, you, but I was like, oh, shit. What, and what, what I love about, about your podcast, especially at the beginning when it was you and Biggins, I was just like, these are just two dudes who are doing the same thing that most wrestling fans yeah, fantasize exactly. about. Like, how many wrestling fans are sitting in a bar, and they're like, dude, if I could do this, I would book... This person and this person, but I would also go back in fucking time and I would get fucking all the members of Los Bariquas to show up. That's still how it is and now. It's just like, but that to me, and like you said, it's just like a lot of times it's like the thing to do is just like, all right, let's get all the PWG guys and we'll just make it. And it just like those guys have to be. That like, is that is I'm still so fucking sick. It's still like, the same way now, but we're just like we literally. I mean, I think we just had this conversation this week, and we're like, ah, uh, but like, like, what would Biggins book? You know what I mean? Like, we still have that conversation just like, because like, he's like that different guy. It's just like, so like at this point, I've been doing it for a while, and it's just kind of like, I want to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's like, that's cool, man. Like, we could put on a couple good matches. You know what I mean? Sure. But like, I want to book some fucking dude that like to just mix it up. To, that I'm just gonna talk to, and like, it's fucking. He's gonna tell me some fucking crazy shit, like. Uh, I tried to book fucking Barry Darso once. Oh yeah, as all of his just eight, all eight hundred characters. No, I texted him and I said, "Hey man, because we're booking, uh, we're booking the stud table. Right? We got Bunkhouse Buck, yeah, Colonel Robert Parker." And I was like, "You know, oh man, the Blacktop Bully was kind of mixing it up with the stud table." And I was like, "I was like, I got his number, fucking." And I texted him. I said, "Hey," I said, "Hey man, you know my name's John Thorne. Blah blah blah. I run a company in in Cleveland." I said. I'm really interested in booking the blacktop bully. 
Uh, and he responds, I'm only doing demolition at this time. I just want to be like, dude, you literally just have to go buy a red shirt and yeah. cut the sleeves off. We'll have it for and you. And I'll give you fucking 500 bucks. Yeah. Like, that's got to be the easiest fucking money yeah. in the world. And he's uh, like, no, man, can't do it. And I was like, fuck, dude. But like, that's the kind of shit that makes me excited. You know what I mean? Like when I book little Guido, like yeah. he's got some crazy ECW stories. Oh, I'm going to fuck it. I'm go. all, I'm Cause all you, Cause it's like. Not only do you get these guys who can do a great job in the ring and they'll draw attention and people are like, oh, very cool. But then also you selfishly get to ask little Guido, what the fuck was that maniac exactly. from New York locker room like? You know, that's a hundred percent Star why Wars cantina. Little Guido is that room. one guy that like tells us and does everything. And that's like, the greatest thing. Cause I think like he's the best. Tommy Dreamer is the same way where it's like, the stories that guy has told, he's just like, hey, you can't tell anyone this story, it's like, but it's like, oh my God, this is the craziest story on the planet. It's like when you book these legend guys, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to like be like fans, like, let's lower those expectations down a little bit. Like, yeah, they're not going to fucking be giving you fucking, uh, you know, New Japan fucking Wrestle Kingdom. They're really going to be giving me some fucking cool ass stories backstage. Uh-huh. And that's why they're here. You yeah. Know? But nobody, nobody gets that. And that, that's the thing, too, where you never know, like, who... Of all those guys, like back in the day, if everyone's like, actually, you fucking talk to Jumpin' Jim Brunzel, he's got the greatest. Like, like, you never know. Yeah, like, like, oh man, who, I want to book who him. Who that he's... person could be. And yeah, I think like Tom Zink, where you're just kind of like, because he, he would have the stories about all that crazy shit. Also, too, he was like a guy who was everywhere, he right. was all over the place. Yeah. And then it would be nuts if he was just like, knew the shit going on right now. I'm convinced my wrestling fucking conspiracy theory brain thinks the WWE paid him off. To, to go, go away because he was saying crazy shit. You think this man just has like a I think development they, somewhere think, in like Montana where I he think, just sends people? I think they just have their fucking Jerry McDevitt's like, I'll take care of him. And they're just like, give him the give Tom Zink the go away. Dude, can money. you imagine can you imagine Jerry McDevitt doing a podcast? That would be another like if him and Vince have this big blow up and he's like, you know what, Vince? Fuck you. <laughs> and then he's like, Hey Thorne, put me on your podcast. I gotta fucking tell dude, you everything. I I dude, I fucking I would love Or like I'm angry Howard Finkel. He's like, I'll tell you. Everything you want to know. Here's my thing, though. Like a lot of people say a lot of bad things about Vince McMahon. Yeah, I'm super loyal to Vince McMahon. I don't want anybody to say anything bad to Vince. Wow, well, but McMahon. I mean, you'd get some within crazy, reason. Yeah, within reason, <laughs> you'd get some pretty crazy stories. I mean, though. people can say some bad things about me, and I'll accept it. But yeah, there's a line. You yeah. know what I mean? There's yeah, a line yeah, where yeah. I don't want to be yeah. being told. What about okay? So you're there at WrestleCon with us, but yeah. you're also aware of what's going on currently in the wrestling indie scene. Mm-hmm. You get to book. That kind of match that we're talking about, yeah. where you have that guy in your holy grail, yeah, plus current indie okay. superstars, just an yeah, indie yeah. guy that you love, and you're like, he's not getting enough love, yeah. What do you book? I'll like, do, guy walking yeah. around WrestleCon, you're one like, of my matches would be, uh, let's see, let's do like uh, King Kong Bundy against Keith Lee. <laughs> see, I was going, I was going Stevie Ray. Yeah. NWO black and white Stevie Ray yeah. against Michael Elgin. Let me tell you my problem with NW, that NWO Stevie Ray. And this is why I have so many problems with WCW, especially at the end. First of all, nobody was like, hey, man, you can't wear these tights on TV because it's fucking like crazy. <laughs> that was why I knew. Like, I look back now and I'm like, oh, of course, WCW went out of business. There was some Scott Hall. I wanted to ask them when I did a show with him at Palooza, And I should have asked him, like, hey, man, you had that tag team title that had the fucking missing side plate for like a year. <laughs> like Vince wouldn't be like, we can't have that title on TV. The fucking side plates off. But WCW was just like, eh, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to me. That's the thing as like a wrestling nerd OCD. I'd watch and I'd be See, like, I don't. Uh, I've never even realized Scott Hall a has a, a tag team title that's missing the side plate. 
but he fucking did. So yeah, I would say, um, or like, oh, you know who's a guy who I did research on and found out all about him. Uh, and again, you're not a big global guy, but I am. Chaz. From, oh, from yeah, global. I know about Chaz. Yeah. So Glad Chaz now is a security guard at the Astros Stadium. And he's got a fucking beautiful mullet. I'm telling you, Chaz might be a guy to look into. All right, all right, all right. I think, and I think Biggins would be like looking down. Well, from that's heaven the thing. Like, like, ah, yes, Chaz. So like now, I'm just like, man, we got to set up more like bar shows and B shows just so I yeah. can book weirdos. Oh yeah, because like, I, I can't I book think, weirdos of the big shows. And like, I think Chaz would be like more than happy to show up and be like, oh hell yeah, man, I'll do, <laughs> I'll do that shit. But he was like a heartthrob. But I, but that's the other thing too. So like Sarah, my podcast partner, I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna show you a guy who, who just walked time, in with a bunch of tacos. Might have just walked in here at the time i'll be like all right this guy was considered a heartthrob back in the day what do you think like with today's eyes or whatever and yet Chaz was in global was supposed to be like a heartthrob and now you look at him and you're like oh he's like this doughy skinny fat mulleted like guy but dude look up look up fucking john tatum's fucking flea market and it's just like this guy was once fucking in shape and had Missy, Missy Hyatt, Hyatt at the prime time of her life. And Missy Hyatt was oh. like, I'm dating that dude. Because I heard her on yeah. Cabana's podcast oh. and she's like, yeah. I saw Tatum and I was like, I'm dating that if guy. If you've ever listened to Missy Hyatt on anything, she's like, oh, Tatum's the guy I should have married and I should just still be with him to this dude. day. Because I remember, and she I don't know that. why too as a kid. I want her to marry me. When I was a kid <laughs> and I, I, I showed Sarah the Fantastics videos and stuff. Fantastics were awesome. But when to me as a kid, it was like if you had... Blonde, long blonde hair and a fucking dark beard. I was like, that's the coolest fucking shit on the planet. <laughs> and I and I also saw Michael Hayes, the Fantastics, and I was just like, how cool is that? Eric, em- I thought Eric Embry. Hair. I thought Eric Embry. Eric Embry might be another guy. Yeah, dude. Who was somebody was just telling me they were studying Eric Embry fucking at our wrestling school, and on my mind dude, was blown. If you go on YouTube and do the whole Eric Embry. Uh, Skandar Akbar Devastation Incorporated. There's like a 30, someone put together like 32 videos in a row doing their Dude, whole storyline. I just want to give a shout out to all the people on YouTube that put together these fucking you guys compilation are angels. playlists. Like, angels. <laughs> I watched this fucking one guy's like Timmy B something. He's got like USWA versus WWF. I He's love it. The Hearts fucking, like then there's a guy that's got the Hearts War. It's like, like uh, then there's one that's just like, I watched this playlist one day fucking, uh, it's just called the Terror of the Moon Dogs, and it's just the Moon Dogs beating the fucking shit out of Who people. Who knew? Who like, knew? Just killing people, and it's just like, I love it. I love it. Like fucking love it. Shout out to Monsoon Classic, AIW Concession Man. He fucking does the internet a great justice by fucking. And that's what's shit. so awesome with YouTube, where it's just like they like I heard them mention like, oh yeah, someone put up all the Eric Embry, and you're just like, oh yeah, and you watch it, and you're like, this dude should not have been as over as he was. He should not have been the king of fucking world class. And that's where Levon Eric, he's teaming up with like Kerry Von Eric. And, and that's shit. what I think that is missing in independent wrestling. It's like everyone's like seceding to this, like, I gotta book this guy, I gotta book this guy, because they have good match. And yep. it's just like, there's no like, I want a natural, like, just fucking, this is the guy, and he's just the guy in fucking Indiana. I want you know a character. And that's it. Yeah, of just like, oh man, I, I hang out in Indiana. I don't fucking I don't this. Know. And like, this will never work anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, you know, like, like I think that's what like independent wrestling promotions is uh, like. Is it's just it's going away. But it's just like, can you ma- like? There was just dudes like Lawler. Yeah, exactly. Like, when Lawler. I remember getting in 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 Chicago, we got all. I was in Northwest Indiana, but we got Chicago TV, and 
seeing that and finally getting like USWA at because it was I was a world class kid for sure. I love world class, but then when it was like oh Continental and Memphis, and I'm just like what the fuck and this Jerry and they're like here's a, a video of Jerry the King Lawler and it would have some fucking you know ACDC fucking <laughs> shook me all night long to Lawler beating up Hogan Andre Flair and you're like what the fuck right right you're like this shouldn't be how is this guy wrestling the guys on the big show do you think Lawler was like the early like troll like he was just like I know this TV is gonna get oh somewhere. yeah you know what I mean and, it, it, and it's such a fun thing too like and like I remember like UWF would do it too if like someone left oh Jake the Snake's gonna leave okay cool well we have a compilation of all of our superstars beating, beating the, the shit fuck out of Jake the Snake Roberts Tune in next week. We'll be back. It's just so opposite of like today. Where yeah. It's like, this guy's going to leave. We Erase have a compilation him. of yeah. everything he did amazing. Yeah. Well, now, it's no. like, now it's like, if this guy's going to leave, it's like, he's off TV for yeah. six months. So Is you there, forget about him. Because back then it was like, oh, okay, Jake. Well, guess what? We're going to fucking ruin your career <laughs> by showing a video of everybody in our beating territory you. beating you up. Like anybody, any little kid that, that was a WF fan, like you growing up, was going to be like, um, actually, I saw this video of all these other guys beating up Jake the Snake. No, you were so, like, oh, this guy's a snake and he's cool oh dude just totally off subject i just thought about my other holy grail guy oh god outside of fucking jerry flynn and tom zink i got my third pick here it is rick the model martell there we tried to get him pretty good we did try to get him we tried to get him i get bummed out because i heard uh again in between the sheets that rick martell and don callis were supposed to be the models the supermodels yeah Yeah. and they were gonna do and then martell bailed and went to wcw dude so like because that story started floating around again recently that's maybe you booked the supermodels i started watching i specifically started watching nitros for yeah martell's comeback one of the weirder ones it's not as like i remember it being so great it's not as it doesn't hold up as great at this age in the game it's still pretty good but it's just like you look at him and you're like, holy shit! Like he was a really fucking big guy. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Well, that's the thing too. So I'm getting, I, I get Sarah on all the old wrestling, and I'm just like, you gotta watch this, gotta watch this. And I show her Bret Hart, and she's like, oh, he's like big, he's like a big beefy dude. And I'm like, no, that was little. But small. then you watch yeah. now, and you're guy. like, oh shit, yeah. Bret was like a yeah. fucking big dude. Dude, wrestling is fucking so weird how it's evolved. Like, where, like, so, what is your kind of like just fucking. Like, as a fan, what keeps you kind of, like, just so fucking in... Because talking to you, like, you are one of, like, those rare characters that is, like, immense in everything. And someone's I like, love everything. Someone's yeah. like, you see this? You're like, yep. Yeah. You see this? You see this? You listen to that podcast? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like, where do you fucking find the time to do it all? I try... Uh, what I love about... And I think, like, the Reddit, like, Squared Circles, great. That's, like, a great, like, gotta see this, gotta watch this, gotta... You know, or I'll listen to, like wrestling observer or whatever and then i have my friends who are fans who are like you gotta see this you gotta see this and there's some stuff where it's like i should watch more of that and i like almost feel guilty or whatever but i have like a a nice mix of like all the main stuff going on then there's some stuff i just i can't stop watching the old stuff like there's just some days where i'm just like i gotta watch every clash of the champions (laughs) ever i mean i have those days and then there's some days where i'm just like i just want to watch fucking home improvement on hulu i but i mean to me (laughs) To me, because I'm just like, and I was, I was, uh, we did a road trip for comedy, and I was just like, ah, oh, man, 9/11 fucking ruined everything. Like everything was so much more fun before 9/11, and <laughs> it was. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm fucking just gonna go just back in time, your life. and I'm gonna go back in time, and all I'm gonna watch is fucking pre 9/11 movies. I'm gonna watch fucking pre 9/11 wrestling, and it's just like I remember watching like an old fucking 
Clash of the Champs, like that one where they had like the Coors Light on the on the posts or whatever. Like Coors Light was that was I think it was like the New York Knockout or whatever. Oh, that's my favorite one, Terry Funk yeah. and Ric Flair. Yeah, and I'm yep. just like, this is the fucking best wrestling. Even the fucking that's probably my favorite. Like match I remember of all time. like watching like fucking. Tom Zink against like primetime Brian Williams and I, or pri- primetime Brian Lee and I'm just like this is the fucking coolest and I'll watch it now and the matches might not be that great but I'm just like oh well, I'm fucking into this yeah it's I'm just like, into it it's like a time machine but the new shit that's cool it's just like I love it too but it's I like, don't feel it's that cool though that's my opinion I don't like, know I would like this here's what I and I'm getting a little like I'm getting a little like burnt out on just like okay these are all great matches but like I want more. Eddie Gilberts. I want more Jake the Snakes. Right. I want dude, more like like, like character or like dudes. a gimmick where it's just like holy shit. This is like this dude's got to do all this shit before a show. But like, well, whatever. Like I mean, I, like I'm sure there's been more or whatever. But like the last like polarizing gimmick that I can think of right off the top of my head is like Raven. You know what I mean? Or like the fucking Drifter. Now I'm like, oh yeah, under the doing yeah, something, yeah, yeah. man. Under the Drifter. I'm into it. All right. At uh-huh. least he's doing something. And he hasn't smashed a guitar over anyone's head yet? No, he did. He did. Who did he do that to? There was... Uh, was that an NXT? No, 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 Oh, Finn. To Finn. Finn. Oh, yeah, yeah he fucking Finn. killed he Finn. Finn. yeah. Yeah, he killed Finn. But I just love... You think Finn's going to be fucking talking about how he got a broken neck from that guitar? Like, yeah, right. Fucking, yeah. And, then, and then the Drifter will be on <laughs> yeah. podcast years from now going, that guy was <laughs> fucked up before that. Yeah. I love that, too, and I just love like old... But I don't know if like years from now, if we'll be watching... Oh, man, did you see that fucking Drifter... YouTube. I don't think so, man. I don't know, I think, man. I think like uh, the modern model moves so fast. There's not a lot of substance in it. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. But then these, then this thing too. Like you think back to like the ECW locker room, and you're like, that was like fucking prison. Like those were like <laughs> scary men. And now I'll be in a locker room, and I'll be like, look at all these sweet boys. All these sweet games. boys here, right? You got a lot of sweet boys here. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's we got just a lot like of sweet boys here. there's so many sweet boys in wrestling now. Like maybe we need more like fucking murderers and I, just, I agree. Scary like, dudes. Welcome like, Nick Gage back to yeah, AEW. Nick Gage just welcomed himself back to the yeah. AEW after his second stint in prison. And I just yeah. go telling this, everybody he's gang affiliated. I said this is what the fucking wrestling needs, and he's telling everybody <laughs> about Oz, man. He's just telling everybody about his gang affiliation Jesus. backstage, and I'm just like, that happened. This is fucking. Like yeah. this is like we gotta fucking soften this business up again a little bit. Whatever you, know you gotta do, it's getting a little soft. Whatever you gotta do. I mean, as as we wind this down, you're somebody you do a podcast about wrestling. Yes. Aside from us, like largely our podcast is about AIW. Yeah, but you're out there in the entire world. Um, WWE, as people know it, independent wrestling. Do you feel like there is somewhere where it's going to connect? Because you know, like you were just talking, you you love the storylines and you love the emotion about it. And then you look at something in the last year, Will Ospreay Ricochet, and was like, "Oh my God, flip, 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 it's five stars." Blah blah blah. blah. You know what I mean? As a guy that connects them both, what is it for you? So I always wonder too. I always wondered like if there would be like a guy because I always remember back in the day, like you had the giant. And then you had Chris Benoit, and I was like, God, is there ever going to be a guy who's as big as the giant who can wrestle as good as Chris Benoit? <laughs> you know, I always was like, <laughs> what a dream. Like, what a, dream what a weird have. world. But also, though, we had, we lived in a lifetime where we got to see Stone Cold and The Rock. Yeah. And you uh, Hogan, and you wonder, because like, if you watch those old Raws or old pay-per-views or whatever, those guys were over. Like People are losing their fucking minds. Or people were waiting oh, going you know, crazy, yeah. six hours to go to a Tower Records to get an autograph from Stone Cold. Right. And you wonder if there is going to be another 
man or woman who all of a sudden just like everybody's Blows like, like that. Well, I oh mean, my god. If you look like to like other aspects of like pop culture and shit, like is there anyone that's really getting that going on now? Like, maybe there's so many venues, music, yeah, because like, like that's another thing too. Swift, maybe, but like even then, that's not like some like Beatlemania, yeah, or, like Spice Girls. Amazing, I, you know? So the last thing I, I really, think, I really enjoyed the Lady Gaga documentary Netflix. Well, I just watched it's the 20th anniversary of Hype, which is a documentary about the grunge thing. And that might be the last huge like thing, yeah, yeah like, like big Bob's thing that comes up. And, fucking... and I don't know if there will be another. But if there is another, it, I don't know. Like I don't think like I don't see like my neighbor being like, oh, Braun Strowman. All right, I like that guy. <laughs> but will there? Be, but is there? Will there be another guy who's just like see? The I rock. I think my conspiracy theory in me is I think they don't want that because they don't want it to go away I like I think they want everything to be I guess the brand yeah you know what I mean like yeah it's just a brand you know what I mean it's just like it's just a show and like there's nobody that is larger than you know what I mean that's my other my other like my wish list too is you get like Cena in a hotel room and he's had a couple bottles of wine and like this like, hotel room and he's like all right bought 300 suits you want to hear my idea what my heel turn was going to be like because yeah. like, you hear how he like bought that gear and stuff like i'm obsessed oh. with that that's the one thing where i'm just like before i die i'm like i want cena with a fucking what kind of buzz. what kind of gear does I, heel uh, cena wear? i want i want he i want what your gear was i want what See, your what is he wear? phrase was going to be what your stable was going to be i want to hear all your shit what's how the heel turn was going to be what's heel cena where is he I, well, he, to me, he's going to do like Ric Flair 2.0, and he's going to have all the fucking colors on the planet. He's going to have the robes. He's going to wear suits. Robes instead promos. of the cargo. I have a different okay. vision in my head because I Uh-oh. have some inside information. Okay. Oh. For as long as John Cena has been wrestling yeah. in jorts, yes. he always has a fork in his pocket. Okay. Just in case. He might just call an audible and just start fucking like Abdul and the shit like out of the brother. That's all your right. theory? That's my theory. Because I oh. think your theory is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we can neither confirm or deny. But I want, I want to, he- I want to hear all about because clearly, like he, because there's that story that Hero said where he had like put a deposit down on all this new gear and stuff, and then was just like, ah, fuck it, you guys can have it. And he, like like he has to put a deposit on. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. John, we don't know if you're good for it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, right, right. that whole idea of just like what that would have been about that that would have been insane. I think his heel turn is. I'm fucking a Bella twin. I'm a millionaire. Yeah, you're not. That's. I, I mean, that's know. already maybe the case. Awesome. Then he might just go. Woo. Maybe. You know but that's mean? already what's happening. But we'll never know. Maybe maybe die them tips like AJ did back in the day. Oh, well, dude, the fortune. AJ, AJ, what's up with this fucking guy's haircut, dude? <laughs> Sarah, do you like AJ's hair? She likes it. Yeah, she likes it. There'll be days where she's like, I his booked AJ once. I booked AJ once, and he was like, Oh man, losing that. That's not gonna work for me. <laughs> TNA, my, you know, hey, man. I don't know, man. Hey, man. I'm can, a can we do like a 15 minute Iron Man uh, draw, brother? Uh, 15. I said, whatever you want to fucking do, AJ. <laughs> that was, I remember back in the day when uh, Ian Rotten was booking TNA guys uh, for IW Mid South shows. And somebody was in the ring, and someone chanted TNA, and Ian Rotten just goes, fuck TNA. They don't pay my bills. And I'm like, <laughs> this guy's a rebel. <laughs> uh, all right, I mean, I think that's going to. Wind it down. Wrap always it up. end on guys. If you're doing a podcast, always end on an Ian Rotten story. I mean, why not? Why always. not? Is there anything better? Nope. You, 
Nothing no? better. I was going to say, is we before we go, what do you think about Ryback's new uh, co-host, Phoenix Marie? <laughs> All right, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about Ryback's new <laughs> co-host. It, here we go into so, the next. Uh, hey, everybody! I, welcome I, to AIW's uh, card is going to change episode, episode two. Yeah, I know, right? With Mario DeRosa. I am going to. Uh, I I listened to about. I gotta see. If I got hit that episode on my phone. <laughs> I want to see how long I went. <laughs> Uh, Boy, it was so you know Phoenix we Marine? joked around on my podcast where it's like that NSFW where it's like not safe for work. Uh, we we say that that his podcast is not safe for women because <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna see how long I got through. I because I, I hadn't listened in a while. Uh, oh man, I got 35 minutes in. Yeah, uh, and that I'll be honest, that last like 20, I think I was getting so, ready today. Do you think? So do you think he's uh do you think she is the new podcast cuz Ryback is fucking I think that You think it's clobbering time? I think uh I think that that dude being in Las Vegas uh and I think I think and he he's like oh, Zigman brought uh I don't know who the porn star was or whatever. I think I think uh I think Ziggler and Ryback together uh get into lots of uh shenanigans with porn stars and if that's they're into God bless them. But uh Man, I see Ziegler. He's just hanging out at this, bars and cleaning. This, this, this. Uh, no, por- no, 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 what's your over under? Like- how long this lasts? This is. I'm gonna say. Oh, I'm saying. Uh, I'm gonna say she's gonna get bored in five weeks. Okay. Okay. Five weeks, and she's like, "What the fuck am I doing?" This Do week? you think she knows it's about wrestling? I mean, yeah, they talk about wrestling a little bit. Uh, they talk about wrestling a little bit, but this first episode, he. Uh, if you've ever wondered the intricacies of the backroom casting couch, uh, he he <laughs> he asked the questions that I don't know if needed to be asked. How do you think a shaker cup company's doing? What's that? How do you think a shaker cup company's? Doing? I think he's sitting on a lot of shaker cups. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you go in his garage, uh, he's parking. I bet he's like a Hummer guy, but he's got like a Hummer or something like that, some kind of SUV. I think he can't get it in the garage because I think he's got a lot of gold boards and, and uh, shakers. Just fucking supple. A lot of boxes shit. from China just sitting in his uh, in his garage. You think he's rich? What's that? You think he's fucking super rich? Uh, I I'm gonna make uh, an assessment that he doesn't have as much money he had the day he quit WWE. That's <laughs> oh, fair. Yeah. Really is fair. I'm gonna say he's hemorrhaging money. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'll probably yeah, he's probably hemorrhaging money, but I don't know. Nice. Who knows? Good good on him if he's if he's doing it. Um, but I think you that, think he's trying to get in. Like you think he's trying to get in on some of Phoenix Marie's porn money. You think that's I his don't move? know. Uh, maybe he's the next wrestler who does porn. Oh, maybe feed me more. Twist. Maybe feed me maybe. more is the new backdoor to China. Minus, minus his Hall of Fame ring. Yeah, you never know. You <laughs> never know. And then one day, like Triple H will be like, oh, "What if my kids Google Ryback?" <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good one to end it on. Yeah, probably. that's great. Uh, yeah, he has to yell. It's feeding time. Obviously. Yeah. Only, only if it's uh, orally that he finishes. All right, Rook. I'm oh, we just you just took it into Ryback territory there with that. <laughs> you just went down in the gutter. Oh, Terrible, bad my bad guy. Oh, no. Cutting that out. Yeah, dude. boy. That's fair. Women listen to this. No, they don't. His mom listens. His mom listens. Your mom only listens so that she can mom bust you doing by illegal so things. My family likes two things in AEW: me and the uh, that kid's mom listens to the podcast so she can bust him doing illegal things right. and then search through his bedroom. Okay. Allegedly. 
Allegedly. All this right. is all getting cut. It's fine. They're all legal somewhere, man. Yeah, we're in. Man, all right. Should so, have that Ian Rotten joke, man. That was a, yep. yeah. that was a good one. Exactly. That a good one. So that's going to wrap it up. Your, your AIW's The Card is going to change. Got to get the last word in, Steve, guy. For the very... No, I never do. Why did you just ruin that? Uh, John Thorne always gets the last word. You motherfucker. You got to let him do his outro, dude. Yeah. So that's going to do it for AIW's The Card is going to change for the very little herd worldwide who is on this episode. Super fan. Marty Doros is a super fan. I, thought I know. I'm fucking dumbstruck. Yeah, man. <laughs> Have you ever seen a fan so fucking just... I got in some, awe of I you? Got some, I got some... Uh, yeah, it's a little weird. It's a little weird. <laughs> Told when you. I was on stage tonight, he kept looking at me. I'm like, I think he's going to murder me. It's going to be a real creepy Polarizing look. figure. Dude. Polarizing figure. And of course, for our special guest, Marty DeRosa, listen to him on the Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling Podcast. Listen, I don't think we got to tell people to listen to his podcast. No, we don't. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's our light. guest. We, we got we to gotta throw it out there. Wrestling with Depression. Depression. He signed, he signed and to Wrestling a, with Depression, He yes. signed to a fucking major podcast label. Yeah, we just, you know what I mean? He, he graced us with his presence. This is God. like wow. this is like when like rappers like rap on other people's. That's fair. I like it. Dropping some bars. Uh, this is like Ja Rule and Ashanti right here. <laughs> All right, and of course for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. Uh, join us next week here on AIW's. The card is going to change. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. Love you, Missy Hyatt.